ask. How did this tradition get started? I'll tell you. I don't know. But it's a tradition. And because of our traditions, every one of us knows who he is and what God expects him to do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Torah. I am Rabbi T. Jacobson with NRM Streamcast, and we'll spend our time talking Torah, learning stuff, and having fun while we learn. You can always send your questions to our mailbox at letstalktorah at gmail.com, and I will answer as many as possible. You know, if you look at my LinkedIn bio, you'll see somewhere in there I mention that everyone has a story and everyone has something to share. And today we have a special guest who yes, has... Who well, has... Well, uh, something's with my mic. Uh, feedback. Hello? Hello? Are we good? Now we're good. Sorry about that. Could try again. Anyways, um, she has lots to share with us. Maybe you know who she is. Maybe you don't. Her name is Laura Goldman. She freelances for Good Morning America, which is pretty cool. Uh, she cool. fights for social uh, justice. She fights for social justice. And how and come? How come? Oh, I know. So, Laura, somehow I have an echo coming from your computer. What should she shut off? How are we doing now? Now I don't have it. Okay. Let's just check. Laura, are you there? I see you. Are you Can there? I hear you? I see yes. You. Can I hear you? So why am I getting that feedback? Can you hear me? Why am I getting that feedback? I do hear you, but I, I, I have a... You, uh, but I, I have a... Uh, of a feedback of my... My... Oh, Laura, are you watching oh, the show you while you're talking? Are you watching the show while you're talking? Uh, I guess so, because you put me on. That's what you had me sign into. No, the sign is good, but are you are you also watching the show on another feed? The show on another feed. No, but it's on the same feed. Okay, David, what should we do? Hey, David, what should we do? Do you have what, headphones? Uh, uh, do you have I headphones? signed in. Do you have headphones? Do you have yes. headphones? Do you have Can headphones? you put them on? Yes. Can you put them on? Yes. Give me one second, okay? No problem. No problem. Okay, while we're waiting for Laura to get ready. Um, this week's Torah portion happens to be Pinchas. Pinchas was a zealot. And um, um, it's interesting to notice that a zealot is somebody who, of course, wants to fight for God and he'll kill people for God and he'll, he'll stand up there and he'll fight with everybody. But a zealot is also somebody who, who acts immediately. He doesn't stop to think. I mean, he thinks he's all for God, but he's not thinking. There's no calculation. He's just acting immediately, which is interesting, because as great as this Pinchas was, um, he couldn't be a leader, which is interesting to think about. And I'm watching Laura, I think, put on her headphones. So let's see if this works better. This works better. And still I have feedback. Oh, now I don't. Oh, now I don't. Oh, you're not plugged in. Laura, you plugged in? I think so. Your headphones are plugged no. in. Your headphones are plugged in. Yes. What? Why, David? Why am I getting this feedback? Uh, uh, is it every time you connect her? Can you, Laura? Try to talk again. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, I think we're better. Okay, it's a little bit way yeah. in the background, but we're fine. Okay. Sorry about wait, all wait. the confusion. Are you okay, Laura? Yes. Okay, there's still a drop of an echo in the back, but I'll, uh, I'll try to ignore it. So, Laura, I, I had to ask you a question. I read a blog that you wrote, I think, a week or two ago about the Mets. 
Yes. Right? <laughs> okay. So here's my real question. Um, you live in Philly, right? Yes, I do. Okay. How is it possible that you live in Philly and you're a Mets fan? I'm not a I'm not a sports fan at all. I love the business of sports. I love I, I went to Wharton and I happened to go to Wharton at the same time as Steve Cohen and I knew him there and afterwards and uh Josh Harris who's also another one of the bidders, he also uh went to Wharton. Um Harris and Blitzer uh uh, his uh, partner in the bid. So I'm interested in the business of sports and the business of billionaires. Um, and I can explain it to people. So it's kind of what I do, you know, and, you know, some of the people who started following me on Twitter didn't know what an LP is, which is a limited partner, minority owner, you know, they didn't know any of these terms. So I'm trying to make business sexy. Okay. Very good. So then we'll, the, all the Mets fans will forgive you for living in Philly or vice versa. The people living in Philly will forgive you for knowing about the Mets. Okay. It was just something I thought was important we should uh, touch on to start. So I right. always ask everyone who comes on, who is Laura Goldman? Okay. Who am I? Well, um, I was going to say, um, I, I consider myself having two lives. My first life, I was a stockbroker. Um, I went to the Wharton School, then followed the traditional path to, I worked at Sun, Sun Oil for a little bit in Treasury, then went to uh, Wall Street, and I loved it there. Then th things happened and I needed a break. I went and lived in Israel for quite a long time. Then um, I came back and in Israel, I became a journalist. And the reason I became a journalist is I wanted to show people the Israel I knew, not the Israel of the TV uh, news. Um, and I just love telling stories. So I continued. That is it. So what did you show people? So I, that's interesting. What did you show people about the Israel that you experienced and not what they're finding in the news every time they turn on their television, smartphone, who knows what? I found that, you know, contrary to popular belief, in cities like Tel Aviv, the Jews and the uh, Tel Aviv, Haifa, etc., the Jews and the Arabs get along to a certain extent. I found that it was a city that uh, wanted to succeed on its own merits, wasn't looking for a war that Israelis don't want to fight with the Palestinians. They want peace so that they can succeed in business. The problem is leaders of the Palestinian and maybe even leaders of the Israelis don't seem to want peace. But the Israeli businessman that I met, that's all he wants is peace. Wow, that is so interesting. It's such a it's such a good viewpoint. And were you able to bring it out? I tried. I'm not saying I was always successful. Also, the Israeli artist who wants to travel the world and tell their unique story also wants peace. They don't want to be, uh, uh, you know, blackballed from London theaters, etc. And most most Israelis are sympathetic uh, 
to the Palestinian plight in some degree. And the reason is, um, is Jews, as you know, as a measure of our tikkun olam, are, um, uh, uh, you know, for the underdog. That's our thing. You know, that's kind of what, you know, why I'm into social justice, criminal justice reform and things like that. So, you know, to say that Israelis want to, um, you know, uh, keep uh, Palestinians in refugee camps, etc., is just false. The problem becomes that uh, there's always a few bad apples in every group that it, you know, bomb shopping centers, bomb the shuk, etc., and Israelis become afraid. And fear breeds hate. And that's a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. Yeah, that is so interesting. And of course, really a good lead in for all the things that are happening now in the world. Because you talked about reform. And when we talked on the phone, we talked about reform. And uh, But let's just dive right into it. You can use whichever one you want. Fear, hate. Obviously, Black Lives Matter and, uh, and everything going on in the country going topsy-turvy. Partially because of fear, partially because of hate. Um, but you have your own feelings of reform that you feel would really help the whole situation all the way around. Could you talk about that? Well, first, I wanted to mention briefly this terrible incident in Philadelphia where a, an Eagles player, Deshaun Jackson, uh, put fake Hitler quotes on his Instagram this uh, this past weekend. Louis Farrakhan, the 87-year-old um, anti-Semite, gave a three-hour speech, um, and he um, said many false things and quoted hit fake Hitler quotes. And Deshaun Jackson, who is a very popular player, put them on their, uh, on his Instagram. Now, what's disappointed me to an enormous degree is the Eagles have just said they're looking into it and there's a Jewish owner and a Jewish manager. None of the other players have condemned him. One former player, Chris Long, who I uh, applaud, has condemned it. So I'm very concerned about that. Now, Getting back to Black Lives Matter. You know, I'm going to um, go, I want to back up on the, you know, I didn't oh, follow it so okay. much in the news. We're here in Detroit. We don't follow Philadelphia players. Right, right. Sorry. No, I, I, I did hear about it. It's not that I, that I, uh, my head is buried. Um, does it surprise you? In other words, we have so much hatred out there and, and everyone thinks that, well, you're starting up with me. I'm going to start up with you. And, and who's responsible and who's not responsible? And like we said, bad apples. Does it surprise you that there's, again, he's just a person who has a voice because he's a football player. So he has more followers on Instagram than I do because I don't have Instagram. But does it surprise you that people do that? I, I was kind of devastated. And part of the reason is some of the players that were in Philly, like Malcolm Jenkins, I worked uh, closely with on criminal justice reform and their other charities. I thought we had good relationships. Jeff Lurie, uh, the owner of the team, is Jewish and has been a decent owner. Uh, Howard Roseman, who uh, is a team manager, has also been a pretty decent guy. Um, the basketball team is also owned by Jews. The um, uh, So I was very, very disappointed that 
um, he would think that way. And more importantly, that the, you know, it, you have to, it's become cancel culture. If you don't uh, condemn something right away in the black lives, trans lives, uh, uh, gay lives, all kinds of other movements, you're canceled. You have to, you know, immediately apologize, etc. But it, it doesn't seem anti-Semitism is no longer in that category. And that bothers me a lot. And uh, you know. Is that because, what is that something recent? In other words, because of all the news and everybody getting involved in Black Lives Matter, so anything else has gotten pushed off to the side? I don't want to call it irre- irrelevant, but, you know, you don't, you know, if you don't care about the Black Lives Matter, so everything else is is uh, we're not going to even discuss because we must focus on Black Lives Matter. Is that's what is that what you're afraid is happening? Well, I do care about Black Lives Matter, and as you know, I originally came on to discuss is criminal justice reform. But um, I think the players now are so focused on not taking away from the current protests that they don't want to say anything. I don't, you know, I'm not sure, you know, that's an evil thing. I think it's even some basketball players told me they don't want to play basketball because they don't want sports to take away from the protests. So I think there's, you know, just this is their moment. And I respect that, Um, you know, I but you know, I'm disappointed too. You know, I can understand that they feel this is their time to make change, but I would like them to remember us too. Okay. So now, now we can move forward. Now I got what you wanted. Um, so you're <laughs> involved in, in criminal justice reform. So let's first, what, what do you mean when you're involved or are you, are you, you're, you're not pioneering, but you're, um, you're getting involved in criminal justice reform. What does that mean? What kind of criminal justice okay. reform? I happen to work uh, right now mostly on legislation. And one legislation that I wanted to discuss because it's actually up for vote soon in Michigan is a Clean Slate Act. Um, and, I, and I helped, along with many, many other people, put together the coalition that um successfully passed the legislation in pennsylvania and it was the first state in the union uh that passed this legislation the legislation automatically expunges certain criminal records and that's like disorderly conduct you know etc etc because and you don't have to hire a lawyer it's done by computers and in Pennsylvania, the first year, which is obviously the biggest year, 34 million cases were sealed. 47 million offenses uh, were sealed. Okay, it helped 1 million people. And uh, I know it's up for a vote soon in Michigan, and I hope that people there see that um, keeping old offenses, minor offenses on the book, are preventing people from getting jobs and getting, and we want people working, you know, and I think it's, I think it's time for that. Um, So that's one bill that I'm very, very, very proud of. 
Okay, good. You know. So now, and and it helps in what way? Because when a when an employer wants to check their records, it's not there. What, what does it do for exactly? Them? Yes, exactly. It's not there. The 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 uh, bill is the the arrest record is gone. So you don't go to the interview on the defense. And you know it could have been twenty years ago. You did something stupid, and, and you know you go in an interview and they're asking about it. Right, so and how is that going to help with with what we're talking about? How's it going to help with Black Lives Matter? I think that um, I, I really believe that it will help more people get a job. Okay, and I think more for jobs. <laughs> right. And you think what? God, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. And you think? No, think no. I think that it's a it's a leveling the pay, playing field because oftentimes. If there's a black and a white person, the black person is more likely to be arrested. So I don't see this as hiding their record. I see it as they were probably more likely to be arrested. Okay. To begin with. Now, I, 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 one of the things we talked about, we want to bring it, make it a little Jewish here. It's always Jewish. Um, you told me that you believe criminal justice reform is a Jewish thing. I think you said okay. that. Yes, I did. I do Good. believe that. And and um, I believe that Tikkun Olam, you know, when you when we discussed, uh, when you sent me an email, we were discussing, you know, uh, what do I believe being the Jew is? Yes, right. I believe it's, okay? I believe it's locks and bagels on Sunday. Just joking, just joking. Okay, just but, checking. Uh, <laughs> just, but I also believe that it is um, tikkun olam, which is fixing the world. Now, uh, you choose to do it in your way, and that's, you know, wonderful. But I think the reason so many Jews are called uh, as social justice warriors is because of tikkun olam. And I think that's the difference between our religion and every other religion. I feel that we are commanded to help fix the world. We are we should leave the world a better place than um than it than we found it. Okay. So let's take this a step um we're gonna go a little bit it's not off tangent, but um I believe you told me um your parents are Holocaust survivors, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And you believe that they being Holocaust survivors has made you the person you are today, certainly with championing your criminal justice reform. So why is that? No, I think that my parents, their, their, the incidents of their childhood, because my, uh, my mother, uh, I think, saw like five brothers and sister of her killed um, by the Nazis. My father saw his father killed by the Nazis. It reminded me that the world is a terrible place when, that it can be a terrible place and that I should work very hard uh, to make it a better place. Um, you know, by the way, in Pennsylvania and I think also in Michigan it was passed, I worked very hard to get Holocaust education uh, mandated in the high schools 
in the state. Um, I worked with Jewish federations and all kinds of other groups. And the reason is people need to know how evil the world can be to make sure that it never happens again. Right. Right, and that, and I know here the Holocaust Center they have I don't know what the number is eighty thousand children from public schools that will that I think are required actually to um, to visit the Holocaust Center and that's what they want they want them to recognize evil if they don't even know what evil is then when things creep up and happen they never saw it before then there's they won't stand up for it and I think. That's what they want, which is, I'm imagining, what you're trying to accomplish with those uh, with those uh, laws, I think. Exactly. Okay. But cool. also, I I also felt, you know, in Pennsylvania, one of the sponsors of the bill was an African American senator, Tony Williams, and I think he sponsored it partially because he feels that some of that Holocaust education echoes the civil rights and genocides that have occurred later, that we really haven't learned our lesson and we need to keep vigilant. Okay. Now, on a different note, because by time I got like two and a half minutes left, um, and I know one of the things you also do is you freelance for Good Morning America, but you told me you always look for a different kind of story. Not just the regular, all the horrible stuff happening, but you look for like a good feel story. Could you give us some examples of some of the stories you find and how you find them? Okay. Um, uh, for First of all, a lot of it's through social media or people telling me, but, you know, my friends who know what I'm looking for. One of my favorite stories recently is during the Black Lives protest, this African-American couple was getting married at a hotel that was on the protest route. They came out in their wedding gown and tux and joined the protest. And there was video of that. And we um, and and it went viral. I took it and then went to Good Morning America. And then the young couple or not so young uh, uh, was interviewed all over the country. And that is just such a nice story that they took a few minutes out of their uh, luck, lu- luxurious wedding to remember that not everybody is as lucky as them. Um, that was one fun story. Then the other, a couple months before that, I did this fun story about three triplets, African-American triplets, who um, are uh, trainers They, you know, at the gym. And um, they uh, and and they kind of interchange with each other depending on their schedules and things. And it was just such a cute little story of young guys who are trying to build up their fitness company and their triplets. Okay, cool. You know, so- that is that is amazing. Okay, so my time is like super flying, and there. So many things that I got you to tell us in our, like, 25 minutes. It's unbelievable. Uh, but I still have, like, another 45 seconds left just for you. So, Laura, what would you like to leave us with? What I'd like to leave it with is that criminal justice reform, I really believe, is a Jewish prerogative at this point, a Jewish mandate at this point. And I I know that it's hard to feel sorry for uh, people who've done wrong and maybe even wrong Jew. But I believe that Jewish law uh, uh, 
urges us to be merciful. And that's what I hope people, when they see these uh, ballot measures or they talk to their uh, uh, legislators, you know, urge them to be merciful. Okay, there you have it, Laura. This was so much fun. I hope you enjoyed it. I had a great time. I learned a ton of stuff, which is always what I'm looking to do, that I should learn, that people should learn. We can even enjoy the learning. We can talk what we wish. And... uh, have a, a, a have a good Shabbos. Have a happy uh, happy Sabbath. Yes, good Shabbos. Okay, Laura, good Shabbos. Be well. Yes. Okay. okay, we are back, but I only have a few more seconds because my music is going to start playing, and then we're going to be done for our day. But um, we were just mentioning at the end, I, I started when I lost Laura for a few minutes. We were talking about uh, Pinchas, and he was a zealot, and he. Um, and and he he acted immediately to stand up for God and to and he killed the, that Zimri. But what's interesting is when people act immediately without thinking. So sometimes there's a place for it, but for very few people. And I was this great Pinchas who becomes a great person and gets blessed by God. He never becomes a leader of the Jewish people because he never had the chance or he didn't have the ability to sit back and wait and think before he acted, which is always a good thing to think about before we put our foot in our mouth. Anyways, the music's playing. I hope you enjoyed it short and sweet. You know I can't do it without all my wonderful wonders, wonderful sponsors and listeners. Uh, thanks to my wonderful production team. We have Dave and Angel in the back. I hope I left you some food for thought. Until next time, I am Rabbi Sweet Jacobson. You've been listening to Let's Talk to our NRM Streamcast. And until next time, don't forget to think about it. There's a high-